Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek, teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hey there. How are you, Rebel Heart? How are you today? I'm super stoked to be talking about this topic of femininity and masculinity in modern times. Today's going to be a little bit longer of an episode because it is a complex topic, y'all. And I won't be covering every single aspect of this topic, but I'm going to be speaking to a few points that came up in conversation and things that I've been contemplating. And so the reason I'm recording this today is I was meeting with a friend recently and we got into this really good discussion organically about the topic of masculinity and femininity. And we started talking about that as a sweeping generalization, how women in this modern time, especially in the United States, just because that's our lived experience, we're not sure necessarily about women in other countries, but especially since starting after the Industrial Revolution and up until present times, women seem to have had to be pulled more and more out of their feminine nature and energies in order to operate in what is now an increasingly masculine world. And women are now often working outside the home, plus they are still working inside the home, taking care of the kids, keeping the details of the home in order. And, you know, in some cases, men are also actually the ones at home more taking care of the kids while women are working outside the home. And we were talking about all of the variables that exist today that sort of break those gender norms and are fluid examples of masculine and feminine imbalance. But we talked about how specifically in the case of single mothers, they are especially put in a position of having to balance both their masculine and feminine energies within themselves, but overall are forced to be more masculine most of the time, while the feminine parts of them may either get ignored or pushed aside due to the nature of overwork and overwhelm, as well as just sheer survival. Obviously, everyone's situation is different and unique, and this is a sweeping generalization, but the friend I was talking to is a single mom, and I know a lot of single moms, and it really seems to be the case. And so in order to provide for single moms, for example, the needed discipline and structure for their children, as well as supporting their kids financially, it seems like single moms are being forced to spend less time in their feminine nature and more time in their masculine nature. And you know, the same could be true of single dads and how perhaps they're quote unquote forced to perhaps cultivate more of their feminine when they're with their kids so that they're balancing those aspects of what the kiddos need. And I was talking with my friend about how many men 
are seeming to become more and more confused and not be able to be fully healed in their masculine, but yet their feminine is not fully developed. It's all just really fascinating. It's a little bit confusing and overwhelming to me, but I think it's an important topic. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit here. And I'm going to give you some questions at the end to contemplate where you might be at with the balance of these energies. But I just want to take some time to explain the definition of what is viewed as feminine and masculine and just give a little background to feminine masculine qualities and give a little context to how I'm talking about this particular topic. I also just want to make a super important disclaimer here that I believe and feel and know with every ounce of my being that any human person, regardless of your gender, can and does embody both masculine and feminine energies. So this is less about the binary of man and woman, and it's more about masculine and feminine energy and qualities. And I'm going to be defining more of these qualities of the energy of the divine masculine and divine feminine from an esoteric energetic lens. You know, just like there are so many polarities that we see in life, light and dark, rain and sun, good and bad, you know, the same yin yang type concepts apply to both feminine and masculine. And, you know, there are just an overwhelming amount of resources on this topic. And they all give super different examples of what feminine qualities are and masculine qualities are. But I pulled some words and concepts from a few searches I did, and I found this really interesting chart, and I'm going to kind of go through it. And I will leave this chart actually in the show notes for you to look at. But it's talking about a few qualities of the feminine energy, as well as the healthy feminine. And then also when the feminine gets wounded, what that looks like. And same with masculine energies natural masculine qualities, and qualities when the masculine is wounded. And I think this is really an interesting chart. So I'll just go through it briefly. So some words they used in this chart for feminine energy was receptive, contractive, intuitive, and inward. And for the masculine energy, they used projective, active, giving, expansive, and outward. And for natural feminine qualities, this is what they listed. Unconditional love, understanding, nurturing, tenderness, kindness, intuition, creative, feeling, stillness, flow, radiance, surrender, sensitivity, emotional, ease, and allowing. And for the natural masculine, here's some words that they use to define that. Confidence, inner strength, responsibility, focus, logic, support, stability, direction, protection, clarity, boundaries, courage, discipline, capable, certain, and assertive. And here's what they listed, what happens, qualities that can happen with the wounded feminine. Victim, 
powerless, weakness, manipulation, withholding, withdrawing, neediness, codependency, oversensitive, and over-emotional. And the wounded masculine, the way they defined it was perpetrator, abuse of power, dominance, aggression, control, competitive, confrontational, criticism, abuse, avoidance, unsupportive, and unstable. It is quite the list. And I just listed a whole bunch of things. So if you need to rewind and go back to that, that would be understandable. But the chart is pretty interesting. I'll leave that in the show notes. It's just kind of interesting that we're not talking about what defines a man or woman. We're talking about energies. So if you haven't realized this yet, I'm here to tell you that we live in a world that is predominantly dominated by masculine ideals, buildings, ways of being, and structures that are in place. And so for centuries now, sadly, the feminine has been suppressed and devalued. However, in more recent years, we've had a resurgence of interest and embodiment of the divine feminine. So as men and women both seek to reclaim and heal, I think, their feminine energy and power, this divine feminine energy has been reemerging. And it has this amazing potential to bring this radical shift in consciousness that I think that our world has been longing for, because overall, the pendulum has been swinging to the wounded masculine of control and abuse of power and perpetrating and all of those qualities I listed. And so for both men and women to be able to embrace the divine feminine, I think personally is an empowering journey worth going on, especially if we're trying to find more balance and healing and ease in order to honor the sacredness of the feminine in all of us and all aspects of life. And so just to give you a little background, and maybe you know this, but the divine feminine is a spiritual concept. And that represents really the feminine aspects of the divine. And it's thought of, or you can think of it as a sacred energy that resides in all of us. And it's also known as goddess energy or yin. Yin being the opposite of yang, yin being more inward and dark and contractive, and yang being more direct and outward and assertive. So it's just this divine energy that's more feminine or yin. And so when we can consciously connect with this divine feminine, we can create a practice that allows us to get in touch with that divine within us and also, you know, cultivate certain qualities that we want to cultivate. Often we use the term divine feminine, I think, to describe characteristics that are associated with femininity, such as intuition and empathy, as well as nurturing creativity and receptiveness. But the divine feminine is only one side of that coin. So the divine or the source of everything the, the principle of unity is both masculine and feminine in nature. We have these two poles and one cannot exist without the other. Therefore, 
the divine feminine and the divine masculine are complementary forces. And the way that I see that is that they're complementary forces in our bodies, in our life, with each other in relationship, and with each other in life and in the universe and in nature. And so at its root, I think that this concept of divine feminine and masculine is found in many ancient religions, philosophies, and spiritual traditions, such as Taoism and Hinduism, Greek mythology, as well as paganism. So it comes as no surprise to me that the divine feminine is often represented by goddesses and female saints. And so if we can be conscious about celebrating and embracing this divine feminine energy, as a way to honor and respect the importance of that energy in us and in the world, that I think is a good goal. And it's a good thing to practice and be aware of. And when we recognize, you know, the sacredness of the feminine, in an attempt to restore that balance between the masculine and feminine energies, then things come into more balance. You know, as more and more people, I think, move away from traditional gender concepts, I think terms like divine feminine, they might, it might appear outdated and sort of exclusionary because, you know, gender is complex and it's multifaceted and not all people identify with traditional gender categories. In itself, though, I just want to be clear that the divine feminine is not limited to women or any particular gender. While the feminine is often associated with qualities that are traditionally seen as female, such as nurturing compassion and intuition, these qualities are not exclusive to women. And I think that's what so many people are missing. Because Here's the deal. Everyone carries this balance of feminine energy or yin energy and masculine or yang energy. And what this means is that all genders can embody the divine feminine and all genders can embody the divine masculine, no matter which body you were born in. You have this innate ability to connect with the wisdom and energies of both aspects of the divine. It's also worth noting that I think that different situations in our life require different energies. Like if you're developing a business, you're going to be more action focused and you're going to be more need to be more disciplined and determined and that's going to serve you. And if you want to start having better boundaries and being more assertive in your life and having a voice, you need to call upon more of that divine masculine energy and that's going to be in balance for you. But if you're in the world and you're hustling and busy and being a boss in the world, maybe you're actually a boss or a manager, maybe you want to come home and be with your family. You want to make sure that you utilize and embody more of a nurturing feminine energy and prioritize your emotional health and well-being and actually get in touch with your feelings. And I think that regardless if you're born male or female or intersex, we really just, like I said, embody and operate with both these feminine and masculine energies. And these energies we have and use varies depending on situations or circumstances or who we're interacting with or the season we're in 
in our life. I think that it's really just this ongoing and ever-changing, beautiful dance between these two energies. And everyone at different times has varying levels and needs. And there's so many factors that can affect how we see ourselves and how we operate in the world. Genetics plays a part, absolutely, but also our internal and external environments in our life, both in the past and presently. What are we consuming for information? Who are we surrounding ourselves with? What kind of food are we eating? Where do we live in the world? What kind of a home do we live in? Also, various life experiences. You know, if you're backpacking, let's say, and you're on an expedition, you're going to use very different energies than if you were back home caring for your children. And yet you might use some of the same energies as well. So our life experience in the moment and then after the life experience shape us and kind of dictate what energies we're utilizing and dancing with. And then of course, our pre-programmed beliefs from our childhood, from our caregivers, as well as our societal and cultural programming, that's a that plays a huge influence, right? You know, gender norms. And in part, I just want to speak to the feminist movement. And because of that, there's been an increasing focus ever since on equality for women. And because women have been undervalued and the power dynamic is inherently tilted, and because there's such a wounding with the divine masculine, that has been out of balance. And so indeed, this movement is an attempt and just and it's long overdue to bring the divine feminine back into balance. But because this movement and because of that subsequent programming, and maybe because of people's misunderstanding sometimes of the movement, or their interpretation of the movement in these energies. I've observed that it has women sometimes operating in a more masculine way. And so instead of feeling more integrated and whole, where the feminine is still present and available, but in balance with the inner masculine, the feminine energies often are suppressed or forced to take a backseat and live sort of underground or in the background. And I think that like, maybe this is imbalance for some women for sure. But I think that many women suffer, though, in this noble and just cause to be equal. And because of all the anger that we've experienced from the wounds of the imbalance in the divine masculine and in the abusive power, I think that in suppressing some of the feminine, though, many of us women have suffered. And I know I know I have by maybe denying at times or minimizing the feminine nature or energy that is so natural to us. And that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to unpack what I just said. And I know that there's so many nuanced ways of looking at that. But again, I can only speak to what I'm feeling and who I am in the moment and try to give air to some of these ideas in the best way that I can in this moment, knowing that there's always something to learn for me and that I can always 
expand and grow and do better. I just want to say too that, of course, trauma of any kind plays a role in our patterning and our behavior as well as our perception of feminine and masculine energies. There are so many scenarios, I'm not going to list them all here in general, where women and men, of course, but women in particular have been let down. They've been hurt physically, mentally, or emotionally. They've been abused. They've been raped, or they've had to just be on their own to survive. And they've had to call upon and utilize more of that masculine energy and mentality as a way to get through life and cope. And so, you know, many women are left not wanting to depend on anyone else because of these experiences and wounds. And then if they get too vulnerable or feel their feminine side too much, they either feel exposed or unsafe or maybe just there's not time to be able to embrace the feminine to keep up with life's demands. So a lot of women just push on and it's fueled by various circumstances and reasons, but they're in this state of yang masculinity and it's intense and by mostly doing rather than being for long periods of time and most importantly to the exclusion of balancing it with some of the divine feminine energy as they need they then end up denying this part of them and then they end up craving and missing parts of themselves that make them who they are and the the same goes for men Um, Anytime something's too out of balance, we feel the repercussions of that in our bodies and in our lives and in our relationships. So, you know, and, and I can relate to this, actually. There's been periods where I want to start a podcast, start a business. I got to get stuff done. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? You know, women are really like, kind of like the boss ladies of their family a lot of times. And it's this mentality of, I don't have time to be still, I got to keep it together. And that is true. I mean, I just want to acknowledge that sometimes that's true. But do you if you are a woman still believe that you can attract situations and people and circumstances, and everything that you need, by just being still and contemplative, And by your sheer power of just being in your own feminine energy. And so like the quiet and contemplative states tend to get pushed to the side in this super yang world that we live in of, you know, productivity and chaos and busyness and distraction. And so I spoke to this briefly, but women who, and there's many of us, in our lives, either repeatedly, or maybe even just once, but once is too much, who have been abused, betrayed, felt weak or submissive or powerless, whether that be to a man or to some situation in your life or in gender queer relationships to another woman. And, and then later in life, we'll often continue to adopt and internalize this hypermasculine wounded power over mentality of the patriarchy. And they do it so it's not done to them again, because they don't see another option because the other option is to surrender and be weak and have it happen again. So it's this mentality that it has to be either or. And it's the mentality that if you can't beat them, you can join them. And so 
many women are in the world and they end up participating in the same hyper-masculine way in the very system that they were so badly hurt by because that is how they think they have to play the game. And they think that this is the way they have to be in order to win at life or business in their families or in relationships. And I'm not here to say that anyone is right or wrong, but I'm just noticing where things seem to be out of balance and where the narratives that we have and the stories that we have in our head don't serve us and they hurt us. We also talked about the fact that most men, but I'm talking about heterosexual men in particular, I think, and I've observed, seem confused about the role that their masculinity takes or should take these days, both inside of their bodies and in their own life, in their relationships with another woman, and just in life in general. I think also because of the feminist movement and the push for equality, along with the growing consciousness about the woundedness and toxicity of our power over patriarchy, who's, you know, often hyper-masculine and this rape culture, and along with the Me Too movement, I think that men are often afraid to be in their healthy, empowered masculine because they've mistaken that for something that's going to be criticized by women yet their feminine aspects are also not necessarily yet developed. And so I think many men end up being afraid and confused, and they're afraid they're going to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. And so I think it it has left a lot of men, I can't speak for everyone, feeling really insecure about how to be in the world and how to be in their relationships and how to be in life. I see it as that the conditioning of the past of hypermasculinity of we don't cry or feel our feelings because that's weakness and the need to control women and objects and land and and that that conditioning of the hypermasculine wounded aspect is now butting heads with the current narrative of the present and they just don't know how to be. And so, for example, let's say you're in the dating world, and I've heard things from men that seem to be where they're confused. And again, everybody's unique and individual, so no one-size philosophy or behavior fits all. Uh, But things like, do I offer to pay for her or do I let her pay for dinner? Do I open the car door? or the restaurant door, or will she be offended by that chivalry? And so these are the kind of things that I think are in delicate balance right now. And there's a delicate dance going on between the feminine and masculine as they, you know, try to, as the divine feminine tries to come into balance and power with the divine masculine. And I just want to say, I think men absolutely still benefit from the patriarchal structure that's predominantly in place. But still, I have empathy because these same men are still subject and suffer from a culture that tells men that feeling your feelings is weak and that crying's not cool. And actually, that creates 
so much more trauma and violence and repression and unhappiness in our world. And I think we all suffer for that because of the far reaching effects that that unhealthy programming has. And so unless you're one of the few men or unless you know one of the few men that have done that intentional work of excavating those toxic, you know, and culturally programmed beliefs, as well as healing the divine feminine within, these men are probably suffering too. And I know in same sex and gender queer relationships, there's usually some balance of masculine and feminine energies that create a dynamic polarity between the two people. But essentially, everything that I'm talking about applies to gender queer relationships because it's not about your gender as much as it is about the energies that we are utilizing, embodying, and dancing with. And so I just want to take a look here at some typically divine feminine qualities and talk about those. Then I'm going to talk about divine masculine qualities. And then we're going to go into a few questions for you to contemplate. Typical divine feminine qualities include nurturing. So at the core of the divine feminine is love. And I would even argue that this is at the core of human existence itself. But the nurturing prioritizes compassion and caring for others in order to create loving and enriching relationships in our lives. We need to meet others with empathy, kindness, and understanding. So when you think about these qualities, think about these are divine feminine qualities. Are these qualities that you need to embrace or embody or develop within yourself as I go through them? Okay, a second quality is intuition. Do you listen to your inner knowing or guides? Or are you mostly stuck in your head analyzing? Both have a place, but intuition and our emotional intelligence allow us to get a deep understanding of our own emotions and the ability to sense and understand the emotions of others. And that's a super important skill to have. The next one is creativity, which You know, we know what this is, but it's like any artistic expression and storytelling, but also just creativity in everyday life. If you really want to enhance your creativity, imagination, and inspiration, connecting with this yin energy is often the portal for that. And again, that can be creativity in everyday life, in everyday situations. It doesn't have to necessarily mean writing a book or painting a picture, although it can include those things. Okay, the next one is receptivity. As opposed to the masculine, the divine feminine is receptive and open, and it welcomes all experiences and perspectives life has to offer, and it does not resist the natural flow of things. So where are you being stubborn? Where are you being closed? Where can you receive more? Do you receive compliments or do you kind of try to push the compliment away by not fully receiving it? Can you receive gifts? Can you receive money? Can you receive a raise and feel that you deserve it? What are you capable of receiving? And do you need to work on receptivity? Because that's an important part of the giving and receiving cycle. And it is a divine feminine quality. The next one is collaboration. So the feminine really honors community and cooperation over competition. And as a human species, 
I think our survival will depend on continuing to collaborate and creating harmonious relationships with people. And I think people with strong feminine energy will dedicate a lot of time and effort to building communities, fostering these connections and creating a sense of unity. And so where could you be cooperating versus competing more? And another feminine quality is healing. So one of the most powerful traits of the divine feminine is the ability to heal and transform. Shamans and healers will use this energy to hold space for you. And this is what I do as a coach as well. And therapists will do this. And anyone who's holding space for you to nurture your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being That is a divine feminine principle because it's a holding of sacred space. And number seven, I'm going to go through a few more here. Wisdom. So when you think of wisdom, what do you think of? What comes to mind? What vision or image? I kind of think of a wise elder or grandparent maybe sharing their insight or a story and deep connection to the mystery of life. The divine feminine, you know, is just so full of the spiritual wisdom and knowledge and also understanding of the cycles of nature and the universe and how those are all connected and how we're connected with those cycles. The next one is sensuality. So the divine feminine can also be linked with sensuality and pleasure and really enjoying physical aspects of life. By embracing your body and sexuality, you get to heighten your pleasure and joy in all aspects of life. And not just in an intimate sexual way, but embracing your body and sensuality just for more pleasure in life. For example, can you bite into a piece of chocolate and like really enjoy it and really taste it and really be with your senses. I mean, if you think about the word sensuality, that core of that word is the word sense. Can you be present with your senses and enjoying what that has to offer you in all of the sensual ways? You know, think about your senses, your your visual, your sense of taste, touch, smell, and hearing. And then think about justice. So as a result of the sort of caring and I would say community-oriented nature of the divine feminine, people with lots of yin energy tend to care a great deal about justice. And this involves fighting for social justice, promoting equality, and creating a world where everyone can thrive. And I do feel like there is a masculine component to justice because sometimes with justice comes a lot of anger and assertiveness. But if you think about the principle of justice, it involves promoting equality for everyone and including everyone, which is very much a feminine principle, divine feminine. And then the last one, and it's certainly not least, and this is not a complete list, is cyclical living. So, you know, the divine feminine carries such a deep reverence for the natural world and the cycles in our world. This includes a respect for the cycles of our seasons, for the life death, for the menstrual cycle, and for the interconnectedness of all living things, as well as the importance of living in harmony with the earth. 
this kind of mindfulness about cycles is so important for all of us. And it's definitely a feminine quality. So moving on now to some masculine qualities. So understanding divine masculine energy involves recognizing and embracing more of the positive, balanced, and more of the empowered aspects of masculinity. And I just want to say, and I've known, I've already talked about this, it's really important to distinguish divine masculinity from the toxic or imbalanced masculinity, which can lead to harm and suffering. So divine masculine energy encompasses qualities that support growth, harmony, and strength, but without the need for dominance or control. Some key aspects of understanding divine masculine energy include strength and courage, not just in physical terms, but also emotional and spiritual aspects. It's just this ability to face challenges with resilience and perseverance. And then compassion and empathy. So embracing empathy and compassion is a hallmark of divine masculine energy, and it involves being sensitive to the emotions and needs of others, fostering connection and understanding. But because we're so wounded, so many of us in the divine masculine, we don't see compassion and empathy as a divine masculine force, but it most certainly is. Integrity and honesty is important in our interactions. And it's about being true to oneself and also honoring commitments and responsibilities. And where are you maybe out of balance in this divine masculine concept or energy? Another one is protection and support. So the divine masculine seeks to protect and support those in need without asserting power over them. So I think this is a key point. It is a nurturing and caring energy that promotes growth and well-being while protecting and supporting. It is not an energy of a power over or dominance. And I think so many of us are wounded around this idea of protection and support and emotional intelligence. So understanding and processing our emotions is a healthy way and is an essential aspect of divine masculine energy. And it involves being with in touch with someone's feelings and expressing them authentically. And I think that that is a key quality that has been severely ignored and underutilized in our divine masculine. And I think that is starting to change. I know that there's a lot of men who are now holding space for other men to be authentic in their feelings and in their expression. But I think and I think we've come a long way, but we have a long ways to go in this particular quality of emotional intelligence. And the next one I have is cooperation and collaboration. So the divine masculine cooperates and collaborates and works together to uplift the community It's only when the divine masculine is wounded that there's more competition. And sadly, a lot of our world still thrives on competition. I do want to make a disclaimer here that I do feel that like being on a sports team and a healthy sense of competition with levity and a sense of community can be really healthy. But I'm talking about the type of competition 
that is exclusive of cooperation and does not uplift. The next one I want to speak to is accountability and responsibility. So taking responsibility and owning one's actions and choices is a central point in divine masculine energy. It's owning our mistakes and learning from them. And I know this is hard for so many of us. And it's so important. And then balancing of masculine and feminine. I think embracing both masculine and feminine energies within yourself, within myself, is vital for overall harmony and growth. It involves this idea that we're recognizing the interconnectedness of both of these energies and we're integrating them in a balanced way. So understanding the divine masculine energy, it doesn't diminish the importance of the divine feminine, but really both energies are complementing and supporting each other to create more of a harmonious and balanced existence and embracing and integrating both within oneself and in our relationships, I think just fosters a deeper sense of wholeness and unity overall. And as we start to cultivate an understanding of the divine masculine, we'll start to promote more healthy masculinity that serves us as a positive force for growth and the collective well-being of society. It's important to note that embodying divine masculine energy does not mean suppressing or denying other aspects of oneself. Instead, to me, it means integrating both divine masculine and feminine qualities in order to achieve a more harmonious balance with oneself and your relationships and with others. And I think that this balanced integration will allow for personal growth, more authentic expression, and just a deeper connection with the divine essence within and around us. So I'm going to talk now about why is it important to balance these energies of divine, feminine, and masculine. And it's I think mainly it's for personal growth and just spiritual harmony because I think both energies represent different parts of our being. And when they're dancing more in harmony, we experience a sense of wholeness and alignment within ourselves and with the world around us. And so I just want to point out some key reasons why you would want to balance these energies and think about these energies and why it is crucial. Number one, embracing wholeness. Each person carries within them both feminine and masculine. And when we integrate this, we move towards embracing our wholeness and authenticity. When we suppress one energy in favor of the other, that's where the inner conflict and disharmony starts to come. So balancing these energies allow us to be fully present and more integrated beings. Number two, creating more enhanced and better relationships. When we balance our feminine and masculine, we develop healthier relationships with others. We will become more empathetic, compassionate, and understanding. And I believe this will lead to improved communication and deeper connection. We will be able to engage in relationships from a place of love and respect rather than from our ego or power struggles or personal stories that no longer serve us. And number three reason to care about these energies is spiritual growth. Both energies will contribute to our growth. So 
as I mentioned, feminine energy is connected to intuition, creativity, and nurturing, and that allows us to explore more of our inner world and connect with a higher consciousness. But the masculine energy, on the other hand, is associated with action, assertiveness, and focus, and it empowers us to be able to manifest our insights and intentions into the physical realm. So when we can harmonize these energies, we accelerate our spiritual evolution because the insights that we're getting and the creativity that we're having are then being born and manifested into the physical world. So for example, when I record this podcast, it's usually because I have sat with and been open to the intuitive hits that I get from my life about any particular topic or experience that I'm having. But the divine masculine energy allows me to create words on a page and to vocalize these ideas and thoughts and get them into a recording for you to hear them. And so that's a perfect example of balancing the feminine and masculine. If I was only having the insights, that's not necessarily wrong. But if I was only doing the podcast, but not taking time to be still and sit with my inner world, then I probably wouldn't have any material because I wouldn't be doing the inner work. And so it takes both energies in this particular instance of recording a podcast episode. Number four, emotional balance. This helps us manage our emotions more effectively because the feminine allows us to process and express our feelings, but the masculine energy provides stability and logic to navigate challenges. So we're integrating both energies to respond to emotions and feel our emotions with clarity and empathy rather than being overwhelmed by them or repressing and ignoring them. And so there's a really beautiful dance that happens with emotional balance. Number five, flow and creativity. The interplay of femme and masculine energies will open the door to creative expression and flow. The feminine energy, for example, sparks creativity and inspiration. And this is what I was talking about with my podcast episodes, for example. But then the masculine energy brings a focus and structure to our creative endeavors. And when these energies are balanced, we can tap into our creative potential and then manifest our visions with greater ease. So number six is balance in decision making. And I think a lot of people struggle with this, men and women, but particularly women. So making decisions from a balanced place leads to wiser and better choices. The feminine energy helps us consult our intuition and emotions and our gut But the masculine energy ensures that we also look at the practical aspects and consequences, and then we integrate the two, and it creates a more holistic approach to our decision making. Now, sometimes we want to make decisions more from our heart and our gut. We don't want to be rational. Other times, we need to be more rational and logical so we can call on both of these energies in different amounts at different times. So number seven is alignment with nature. Okay, so nature exhibits a pretty harmonious balance of feminine and masculine energies. And we see this every day in the cycles of the moon and of the sun and of day and night and of the changing seasons and the interactions between plants and animals. And so when we humans 
align ourselves with this natural balance of the feminine and masculine, just like nature does, we become more attuned to the rhythms of life and we can experience greater harmony within us and with the world around us. So that is what I have as far as the reasons and important nature to taking a look at our energies and balancing them and the importance of it. It's just, I think it's such a powerful journey of self-discovery and growth. And I know it has been for me and I know it will continue to be. I think it has allowed me to better embrace my full potential and it allows us to deepen our spiritual connection and create a more harmonious and well-rounded and fulfilling life. And so when we nurture both aspects of our being, with the feminine and masculine, we can embark on a path of evolution and contribute to just the greater balance and harmony of the world. And so I want to pose a few questions for you just to consider. And I know you've been probably thinking about this in different ways for this whole episode, but I just want to ask you some questions to think about. So how would it be different or better for you to approach life from a feminine lens? Like where in your life do you feel like needs more divine feminine? For example, let's say you're in business. Business is typically pretty yang, pretty assertive. How could you approach selling from a more feminine lens? Or the copy that you're writing on social media? How could you approach your relationships with less ego and more listening and more love? And just life in general? Where do you in this moment feel you're most out of balance? Do you feel like you're more out of balance in the feminine or the masculine energies? And I know that you could be out of balance in both areas in different ways. But right now in your life, do you feel like you need to call upon more masculine energy? In other words, do you need to give more and be more assertive? Do you need to give more time or energy or money? Or maybe you'd like to have better boundaries or stand up for yourself or starting to use your voice more. Or maybe you want to take more action in the world to put some creative project into the world and give it life. Or some area of your life that you've been dreaming about, like starting a new business, maybe you want to put your new business or work into the world. Or maybe you want to be more dedicated to working out for your health. And that feels like an assertive, disciplined, masculine energy. Or maybe you need to find the drive to change careers, or maybe you're moving into a new home. And that takes a lot of like, masculine planning energy to move. Or maybe right now in your life, you've been super imbalanced and you're demonstrating more masculine qualities and maybe you need to embrace feminine energy by cooperating rather than competing or finding or being in community or maybe by slowing down and embracing some stillness or quiet time and contemplating and sitting with your inner world and your inner thoughts. Maybe it's the You need to practice nurturing yourself more or nurturing another human or pet more with your love and your words or your physical touch. Or maybe it's a mindfulness or meditation practice that needs your attention. 
do you actually need to feel your feelings or do you feel like you feel your feelings too much and you feel overwhelmed by your feelings and you need to apply a little bit more rational logic to the situation? Maybe you need to hone in on your intuition and imagination and maybe you need to listen more instead of talk. Or maybe you want to learn an art or a craft for the winter. And maybe you need to work on receiving more, whether that's gifts, love, compliments, etc. I don't know what it is for you, and it's likely that it'll constantly change in your life depending on the situation. But I hope today that you really feel and know deeply that these feminine and masculine energies live with inside of you and in everybody else and in the dynamics of our world? And how can you start embracing them in your body, in your life? And how can you start being more in tune with the cycles of nature and looking at how that feminine and masculinity is in pretty perfect balance in nature most of the time? How can we use nature as our example for how to live our life and how to be more in touch? And I hope that you learned a little bit more and were able to reflect about the divine feminine and masculine. And this was really fun for me. This conversation with a friend sparked this whole slew of thoughts. And I'm just really grateful for this conversation. Really grateful for your listening ear and the time that you spend tuning in with me. I feel you, I appreciate you, and I hope that it provides value for you in some way every single episode and in this episode in particular. And as always, if no one's told you, I love the heck out of you and you are more than enough and you are no more or less valuable than the day that you were born and you will be no more or less valuable when the day is that you pass from this earth plane. Your worth and value is inherent because you're a human on the earth. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today. I'll see you inside.